Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, you know, the NHS is often compared to a religion. A comparison made by nobby politicos who are too young to have experienced real illness, too posh to sit in the waiting room, and too stupid to understand. For the rest of us, when happenstance takes over our lives, the NHS is one of about the only few things we can turn to. If we're looking for comparisons, we could try other organisations, companies, for example. The NHS wouldn't be as old as Typhoon T, which was formed in 1903. But in terms of its £150 billion budget, it rubs shoulders with the likes of Royal Dutch Shell. In which case, you might like to compare the, re the renumeration of the boss of Shell, around £5.6 and the boss of the NHS on about 200 k if the NHS was compared with a comedy turn, it'll have to be little and large. It delivers large numbers of patients treated with very little increases in revenues and is no joking matter. If the NHS was compared to a performer, well, let's try Houdini. It's just been trying to perform an escape and nearly got away with it. The Health Service Journal story, which I linked to this morning, goes... The National Audit Office has qualified the Department of Health Accounts. Well, does it matter? No. No one will get the sack, but the new boss of the National Audit Office, Gareth Davis, will be very pleased with himself. And I quote, The government established the Elective Recovery Fund to incentivise trusts to increase their activity after COVID. It was paid out on the assumption targets will be met with financial penalties if providers and commissioners fail to hit the activity targets. However, the clawback mechanism was suspended over fears that this would destabilise local systems, most of which were underperforming on their elective thresholds. The reasons for underperforming, well, COVID, yep, it's still around, sicker patients, longer lengths of stay, staff sickness and rotor gaps, none of which is properly funded, oh, and the strikes, which the DH and number 10 still fail to fix. Back to the article, I quote, the result, local organisations were allowed to keep the funding in 22-23, regardless of the number of patients they treated. Now, did this require a Sherlock moment from Detector Davis at the NAO? No. <laughs> the Department of Health told him last March, listen, mate, elective targets ain't going to be met. The Treasury approved the relaxation in the ring fence, but without their approval, the Treasury approval, the Department of Health went on to use their delegated authority for NHS England to keep the money and use it for having a slap-up party and rave organised by Dominic Cummings at Durham Castle. Bojo was running the disco. No, 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 of course not. The NHS has been sweating the money to ameliorate the impact of strikes and workforce issues, trying to bring down the numbers on waiting lists by funding evening and weekend working. Now, if you're thinking... It's right there should be a level of accountability using public money. I agree. If you're thinking little and large might have been funny back in the day, but applied to today's very large problems in the NHS and the spending of what was, after all, a very little amount of money to square the books and get the job done, I agree. 
The Nobby Audit Office is the national knoll and has looked at the competition landscape, financial services regulation, the Thames Tideway Tunnel, the BBC, digital strategy for defence, student finance, biomass, child protection, the affordable homes programme and waste reforms and 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 and. And if you're thinking, how can any organisation know all there is to know about everything from biomass to the BBC? I agree. If you're thinking, what impact does the NAO actually have on government outcomes? I agree. If you're thinking, how can the NAO have any idea how the NHS is supposed to find the money to accelerate reducing waiting lists in the fag end of a pandemic and in the middle of a workforce crisis, so am I. The National Audit Office is an independent organisation that on their website says supports Parliament by holding government to account on behalf of the public. Well, if you're thinking Parliament is really government and that's really Rishi and that lot, well, so am I. If you're thinking the Department of Health is part of government, which is part of Parliament, which is funded by the public, who would quite like the idea of taking the money from down the back of the sofa to get some more operations done, so am I. If you're thinking this, all, this is all smoke and mirrors ridiculous, so am I. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.